0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. savage you're here. And today we're talking the memorial. We're talking your bets. We're talking early bets too, in terms of I'm looking at these numbers very early in the week. I'm talking it's 520 AM East Coast time right now on Monday. We're playing at Merrifield Village for the second straight week. I'm very excited about this because um, look, it was a successful week for me last week when it comes to some bets as well, like having a polter in the top 10. He gets to the top five on a putt on a, a nice birdie putt in the last hole. But DraftKings is where it was really great. And it was my best week since the return of golf. It, I have to go back and see if it was my best week this year it would have been even better um i had jt in all my high stakes lineups obviously he loses in the playoff in like round four of the goddamn playoff and it was like a 3,700 difference still a very profitable week and very good week but seeing him hit that 50 footer after already leading by three strokes with three holes to play and then that actually uh, morikawa forcing the playoff it really did hurt so um yeah we're back to another week here it was a fun event a very fun event Uh, seemed like once again, not a lot of six out of sixes on the DraftKings side. But I want to show you the betting numbers right early in the morning, because I do think that those numbers are going to fade a little bit. So I want to let you know where I'm going. I've already placed a couple of bets. Last week, we did a first look, my first look looking at it this week, I've taken a couple of notes and I've already looked at it, placed a couple of bets already. um, And I have some guys that I'm going to be looking at and hoping to bet before the numbers changes. So I have written down eight guys, we'll just go through some of the odds. I'm going to talk about uh, just kind of recent form on these guys talk about why I like them give you a reason other than I like this guy's name, right? No, nothing like that. So I appreciate you being here. If you can, it's totally free. Hitting the like button and the subscribe button on YouTube goes a really long way for this reaching more people. I really ask you if you could do that. I do appreciate it a ton. And whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, leaving a podcast review on iTunes, you just go to the iTunes Store, Sal Vetry Show, or iTunes Podcast platform. And all you have to do there is end up leaving a review. You get into a raffle for $50. Last week, I think six people left the review, so pretty good odds. So in fifty dollars, you can do all that. It'll be linked down below. And if it's not for some reason, just Sal Vetry Show on iTunes. Appreciate all that. So without further ado, let's get into it. So just another highlight. It's the same exact course as last week. They're keeping at the same distance, 7,456 yards, a par 72. It's going to be bent grass greens as it was last week, but they're changing a couple of things compared to last week. Uh, And the things that they're going to be changing are the tee boxes, the pin locations. Those are like almost obvious, but since it's going to be the same course, they're going to be changing it longer rough. I think they're growing out the rough a little bit more. Um, They're just changing the rough sizes at all different parts of the course. And then the green speeds, they're going to be playing a little bit quicker this week. If you did watch the event, you know, there's a of hazards here. There's 13 water hazards and there's over 70 bunkers. I think like 73 or 74 total bunkers. The cut line at the workday was two under, but in the past at Memorial, when they have all these other features like the faster greens and the rough, it ended up being last year, two over, one over and four over. So this is a very difficult course, even though it played a little bit easier last week. The Cut line barely got pushed from uh, one under to two under. Actually, it was Saturday morning after the weather delay. So Tiger's back in the field. He's won this event five times. He's looking for a record setting. Once again, six time here. The field was expanded from 120 players to 130. 33 players now and there are past winners in the field including the defending champ Patrick Cantley who won last year after shooting a eight under 64 to win by two strokes in the 2019 memorial tournament so if you watch a DraftKings video you'll know kind of my key stats and what some of my key stats are for this week I'm looking at approach play tee to green I'm looking at around the green play par fours from 450 to 500 yards are some of the things that I'm going to be personally looking at and then there's going to be some other things on here as well I want to be looking at driving accuracy a little bit although it's not going to be extremely important greens and regulations always things that I'm waiting in my model to find the best bet numbers that I want to be looking at best outright winners top 10s and then obviously some of the best daily fantasy and DraftKings plays so without further ado let's break down into it and now as the week goes on there's going to be more betting numbers on this board just some comparison tools that I use Um, right now there's just three books up which is enough to look like if there's only one book up I probably want to make the video yet because it could be very skewed but since there's three books up Most of the numbers are going to fall within this range. Some outliers that we'll talk about, but for the most part, they're all going to be pretty similar. Uh, You can see right at the top of this thing, the favorite coming into this field, the guy who won the last time he was out there, he skipped a workday event. Bryson DeChambeau, who came back from Matthew Wolf, stormed him for being three down and ended up just kind of lapping the field at some points towards the end of that thing. He's 10 to one in this field. I'm going to tell you right now, like the favorites have been doing well. Bryson obviously won at six to one, very short number. I didn't have that bet. Had him on DraftKings a lot. Justin Thomas last week doesn't win, but he goes to the playoff. Probably should have won up three with three holes to play, drops a 50 footer, Kyle was just so relentless, uh, but he probably should have one. I didn't bet him, but I had a ton of him on DraftKings. Bryson's the type of guy. And in this type of a field, I might not even have a ton of him on DraftKings. He's the type of guy that I'm just not going to get to. I probably end up just going to either some sort of top 20 finish. Even that might still be like a really short number, like maybe like a plus 150 you can find on him somewhere. Uh, but for the outrights 10 to one market, not going to go there. I'm going to be starting my card in the 20 range. Um, and honestly, I'd, I'd rather just start my card in like the 30. This is going to be a major field. Like we had a couple of weeks back, right? When we started the return of golf you're going to be able to get guys in the 40 50 60 to 1 range even higher than that maybe even the 100 to 1 range that have legitimate upside in winning that have three four five wins that might even have wins on this season right just guys that you can know have the pedigree are in recent form so for me going to bryson here is not really something that i'm trying to do i'll zoom in on some of the names bryson at 10 to 1 so these are the numbers right here but again i can just scroll i'll, I'll let you know if there's any major differences we'll use these quick bet numbers as a reference they're sometimes going to be a little bit different uh, but i'll just reference them so going after that justin thomas obviously looking Fantastic was leading the field in tee to green and all these aspects heading into Sunday. He had a little bit of a trouble to start Sunday, a couple of bogeys on the first three holes, and then he just fights back, relentless. I believe he went four birdies in a row to close up the front nine heading into the back nine, but then he went par, bogey, bogey, and and work out went birdie, par, par, or something along those lines, and ends up forcing the playoff. So I'm not really going to be going to JT Rory at 14 to one is the first spot that I look at and say that it's interesting. Uh, we know how good Rory is. He's going to be leading this field in strokes gained total now that he's back in the field. Now that's over the last 50 rounds. If you start to look at it a little bit earlier than that, Bryson's going to start to get up there. JT will be up there a little bit. Even Victor Hovland is storming that after leading the field in strokes gained T to green over the last couple of events. The Rory, the last time we saw him though, I mean, the thing that you'd like to see is all the spot stats that I'm looking for around the green play, approach play. They're obviously all there for him. The last time we did see him, he did lose two strokes on approach. I'm not really worried about that. He gained over four strokes around the green. These are things that I'd like to see. And once again, the guy finishes 11th, he gained 7.3 strokes total. That 11th was actually his best finish since the Arnold Palmer. So his best finish since, the return. So maybe a little bit of rust on Rory overall finishing 32nd at the Charles Schwab and 41st at the RBC Heritage. Again, though, the number at 14 to 1, I don't want to bet it. I want to live in the, honestly, the 20 range is where I would start just if there's any standout names and there is one. And then after that, I want to be living in that like 40 to 60 plus range, just because there's such good numbers. And you have to always try- think about it as you're betting the number, not as much the person. Now it's good to get emotions in there. I'll probably talk about one in this one, but it's okay to, and it really what you should be trying to do is really betting some numbers. So you look at Rory and you see 14 to 1, you're going to expect Rory to win one time in the next fourteen events, right? And obviously he hasn't won now in a little while, so you're looking at it and saying, okay, well that's already cutting into it. The six events that he hasn't won, or the seven events he hasn't won previous to uh, teeing it up here. So those are the types of things I look at. Like when we get down to this guy right here, who stands out the most to me, Cantley fourteen to one. That's Fair. Cantley had a very good Sunday, but the guy who also had a very good Sunday that's probably going to go under the radar because of how good and how long the event lasted with all the playoffs, and because Cantley was very good, um, eight under at one point finishes seven under was John Rahm. And John Rom right here, you can see he's at twenty two to one. If I scroll. Over to some of his other numbers, he's at eighteen and twenty-two to one. I already have a bet placed on John Rahm. He is the first spot that I start my card on outright winners. John Rahm ended up finishing twenty-seventh in this past event, and you might look at that and say, if you didn't watch any of the event last week, man, John Rahm's struggling right now since returning. A missed cut, a thirty-third, a thirty-seventh, twenty-seventh. Um, yeah, John Rahm was dead last, dead fucking last in this tournament uh, coming into I believe Sunday. He was like second to last at some points. He was dead last. He was terrible. And you want to know what he goes out there and does on Sunday? Pretty good showdown play. I thought he was just too far out in the showdown format uh, to really want to get to because they, they reward finishing positions and finishes 27th. Not terrible, but he comes out and he leads the entire field on Sunday, the entire field and strokes gained T to green 6.29 gain pretty decent over the next best. He kind of lapped the field by gaining 6.84 strokes total as well, which was one more than Patrick Cantley, a guy who I think those two maybe get slept on a little bit because of how this event just ended. Like I said, just with the, the fantastic playoff, but Cantley gained 5.84 strokes total. But what you're getting on Cantley is a guy who he played kind of eh, right. He never went crazy low. He, he played pretty well on Friday towards the end. I think he went eagle to really just secure his spot on the cut right on the line at two under. But then they kind of just had similar Sundays, right? They had pretty middling performances. Cantley pops off to have that higher finish because he just wasn't coming in dead last. Uh, but John Ron being at 22 to one, I bet this number, I think it probably goes down to 20 or 18 to one. Like you're already seeing on some books, it's at 18 to one. I like the fact that, look, he's coming into an event where he's been rusty but you see something was just found on him on Sunday. And this is something that I usually like to hit on. I like to hit on the guys who have been playing pretty well. And the way in which he did it was sustainable. He only gained a half a stroke putting. He gained 6.29 strokes tee to green. And a lot of it came on approach 4.31 on approach. And maybe this narrative of, oh, he played so well on Sunday doesn't carry over most weeks, but they're on the exact same course. So he figured something out that took him a couple of days to figure out. He made the cut, he got his four rounds in, and then he just went very, very low on Sunday. He ended up having the best overall round if you're looking at strokes gained total of the day. So I'm going to, go back to John Rom because I think it was a little bit under the radar. I'm actually going to like him on DraftKings as well. Um, so that's a spot where I'm starting my card at 22 to 1. I think it'll be the only number in the 20s that I touch, at least to start the week. Maybe later on, I'll go to somebody else. You have the fellows who are just uh, beating worlds right now in Colin Markawa, his second playoff since the return. The first time he screwed me over by not winning, and I had him on the betting number. This time he screws me over by winning because I don't have him and I have a lot more JT in DraftKings. Nothing as so much on the outrights, uh, but Colin Markawa, probably not going to go back to him after the win. On DraftKings, if he's priced He's fine you can get there right i'm um, a guy who's only missed the one cut he has now two championships you're gonna see that stat a ton but he's just a low number at 22 to one same thing could be said for victor hovland victor hovland has been literally opening at 22 to one let's see what he is on the other books 20 and 22 this is the third straight event that victor hovland has opened 22 to one this field is way better than two weeks ago's field it's better than last week's field so the betting number doesn't make as much sense to me the reason that it's going to stay at 22 to one even in a loaded field though is just because of how good that this kid has been playing and he's been playing very very good he's literally led the field in t to green play his last three events that he he's been in. If you just look at how he's trending right now since the return, a 23rd, a 21st, an 11th, a 12th, and a 3rd. Fantastic. He gained 15 strokes T to green his last time out. 9.6 at the and Mortgage, 10.6 at the Travelers. Those are his last three events T to green play. And obviously, you know what his irons are going to do. He's very similar. He's very similar to Morikawa and his, his putting has been improving. He's similar to Morikawa in terms of his approach play is going to be great. He's around the green play since the return has been the best thing that we've been seeing out of him. That's where his short game has really improved. The putting is still not great. It's not horrendous but it's still not great the around the green play though right before break he was losing in 11 straight contests around the green since we've returned in really the last three events gaining a half a stroke gaining 1.6 and gaining 2.2 strokes again going to be at the same event this week so hovland's a guy that yeah obviously after finishing third is going to be on a lot of people's radar at 22 to 1 i'm just going to bet john rom right now because i think i'm buying a low point whereas with hovland you're buying pretty close to the high of that number right so it's not as much as i don't like hovland it's just as much as the, the number DraftKings again hovland will be somebody who does stand out going down a little bit more brooks is somebody else who uh, kind of sucked on Thursday he storms back on Friday but he just misses the cup he ends up uh, committing to the memorial shortly after once again Hideki was very good t to green he gained nine strokes t to green but he lost two and a half strokes with the putter this guy just can't get that figured out when you look at his overall finishing he finished sixth in t to green play he finished with 6.54 strokes gain total last week uh, so just looking at some other names Xander at 28 to 1 uh, 22 in some sites is a fine number Webb with two wins in his last four outings 28 to 1 but this is the name so you see it says right now Tiger Woods is at 28 to 1 but when I open this around 4 15 in the morning and no i don't get up that early just to look at numbers i get up that early every single day because i run a business and i have to get some things done and balance a personal life and obviously work out and all these things that i like to do and i also like getting up i like being up when other people aren't because that's when i'm the most productive but tiger was 30 to 1 to open i hit that number i don't normally bet tiger When, when you're betting on tiger you're betting on the pedigree i'm not somebody who believes in course history all that much obviously with tiger woods he's going to be good at every single course so for somebody to tell me i want to bet him at the memorial because he's been so good here yeah he finished t9 last year he hasn't won since 2012 And obviously the evolution of Tiger Woods has completely changed since 2012. He's a totally different golfer. The thing that you bet on, if anything, is just the confidence with the course, I guess. Um, But you're also just betting that he's healthy and I'm betting the number. Uh, Tiger at 30 to one. I thought he was going to open at like 16 to one. I'm going to be completely honest because the books thought they can put him anywhere. I think there's a really good chance Tiger gets bet down to like 20 to one. Uh, So I took the number at 30 to one. Didn't put a ton on it Uh, right now. Maybe I'll go back and hit it again. It's already down to 28 on this book. If I compare it to some of the other books that are out right now, he did open like this is going to be a realistic number though, because he opens 28 here. He opens 22 here if you see that. Um, So I do think he'll open probably on most books somewhere around like 26, 28 to one. I think he'll get bet down pretty quickly at around the 20 to one number before Thursday starts. So it's all about value. It's about beating the closing line lines. You see Tiger open that 30 to one, you know, that number is not going to go up. So you might as well beat the closing lines. I think Tiger will win one out of his next 30 events. And that's what I'm kind of saying by betting that number. If it was at 16 to one, I'd go, eh, I don't really know if I'm getting the best number on that. So I have a bet on John Rahm at 22 to one. I have a bet on Tiger at 30 to one. And now I start to really like the card because we're quickly into the 30 to one range. And I guess I can quickly say about Tiger, the last time that we did actually see him in action outside of that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, a little thing that they did that was really fantastic in the rain with um, Phil Mickelson, uh, the little charity event, he did look good there. But the last time that we've actually seen him on tour, Uh, was the genesis where he finished 68 he just lost eight strokes putting like you can't read too much into that and it was obviously back in february i mean we're talking five months ago so five months ago a guy loses eight strokes putting the worst that he's done put with the putter in i don't even know how long let's see let's see the last time he lost that much putting the last time he lost that, I'm already back to like 2010. So that was like his worst performance putting ever. So obviously we're not going to bank on that. But before that, he was playing fine. We saw him at the Zozo. He won in, in in October. We saw him at the Hero. He finished fourth. We saw him at the Farmers this year. His only other event, he finished ninth. So yeah, I'm not going to bank on it too much. I don't think he's going to be coming in in terrible form. Obviously, a lot of the guys that we've seen coming back from break have looked fine. Uh, the only one who really stood out was Hideki's first start. So Tiger is somebody that I'm okay getting to, and I'm going to right now based on my betting card. Before we go now into the 40s and 50s and 60s numbers, I will just call out that Super Draft. Is the sponsor of the show. That's the logo. Super draft right now. So if you want to get over there, it's a daily fantasy sports site. It's a multiplier format. So it's not salary cap based. And if you want to sign up, you get to play, you get to do a little bit of gambling over there, build a lineup. Any players that you want. You Wanna play Tiger? You want to play John Rom? You want to play your favorite plays? Bryson, right? Everybody you want to watch on TV, whatever you want to play, you can. It's just all about the multiplier and their points. The better golfer they are, uh, the probably the smaller the multiplier. So the best golfers in this event are going to be getting a 1x multiplier. Some of the guys who are a little bit sketchier, maybe sketchier to make the cut, will be like a 1.5x multiplier. But if you want to sign up, you get 10 free dollars to use a promo code Sal when you sign up and 100% deposit match up to $50 so You should check that out. Also hit that big old like button right now and the subscribe button that pops up on the screen if you're enjoying this. Let's get into some of these really nice bet ranges. So I, I so far have a bet right up here uh, towards the top. You can see his name as I scroll down, Ricky Fowler, 40 to 1. He opened on some of these other books, 40 and 30 to 1. I took the bet at 40 to 1 right away. Ricky Fowler is somebody that's trending in a very good direction. And the thing that you want to see out of him. So since returning from this break, right, we've seen four events out of him, his first event back at the Charles Schwab is very much like we've been seeing pretty much for the most of the year out of Ricky. Outside of having a good finish at the Arnold Palmer, he misses the cut. He loses pretty much everywhere. But then at the RBC Heritage, he does miss the cut, but things start to change. He starts to gain about a stroke in every single department. He just didn't go extremely low and the putter gave out on him a little bit. The last two events though, everything has been pretty much clicking. He lost two strokes on approach last week, but outside of that, he's gaining strokes in every single department over the last two weeks. He has finished 12th and 22nd. The thing that I like to see, the tee to green game is back and the off the tee game is back that's something that was kind of all over the place the putter he's gained in back-to-back which is something that you can usually rely on for him the around the green play he picked up 3.7 strokes around the green last week i'm not sure if he can continue to do that and put up that much damage around the green but obviously as long as a short game is clicking and now you see 4.9 strokes game t to green two weeks ago last week this past week at the same event 6.2 strokes t to green if things are going to click with ricky's t to green game and we know what we could do with the putter up with him and rely on him for i'm going to like that number at 40 to 1 if he's playing the way that he is right now over these last two events and you tell me that's how he's going to continue to play as he has the entire week now in merrifield village that he's there and playing i'm going to say that a 40 to 1 number on him is very good so i I took that number as well daniel Berger's here trending um so some other numbers i'll point out gary woodland was somebody who was about to miss the cut then he goes birdie eagle ends up making the cut towards the end of it and then he comes all the way back on the weekend has a really good saturday and finishes t5 so he goes from just about to miss the cut after a terrible thursday to storming back on friday and finishing t5 in the event he's 45 to 1 to open you see some other books 45 and 35 right now. Woodland's a guy I bet last week because of a really good number at 55 to one. I have him jotted down at 45 right now. I have not bet him. The bets I have placed is Tiger 30, John Rom 22, and Ricky 40 that we've talked about so far. I've not yet bet this number on Woodland at 45 to one. I've just put a star next to it. Uh, so some of the things that you saw last week, he's finally started to get it going everywhere. But the one major thing that's going to stand out, he gained seven strokes putting. So that's not going to continue. That's just not going to continue. He lost one stroke around the green, but everywhere else he looked pretty decent. 1.3 strokes gained on approach. He only gained three. 3.5 strokes T to green, though. So I have him starred because I think the 45 to 1 number is still pretty good. But when it comes to events like DraftKings, when it comes to events like honestly even betting, I think it could be a little bit of a sketchier number. Like this guy misses the cut last week if he indeed doesn't have a hot putter. And then you get an even better number on him, probably. Then you get a better even DraftKings salary. So seven strokes putting, the last time he was that good was back at the U.S. Open when he won the U.S. Open. So obviously when you gain that many strokes, you're going to finish pretty highly. So I have a star next to Woodland mainly to tell you about that caution. Like, watch out. This guy literally gained seven strokes putting last week. That might might have actually led the field like if i go back and try and look at this let's see how many strokes led the field i assume the winners might have led the field but maybe not strokes putting last week woodland was third so you had defu i believe somebody who got in on the monday qualifier gaining 9.2 ian poulter who made like over 430 feet of putts 8.9 and then woodland was third in the field in seven uh in strokes game putting with seven so woodland may be something that we stay away from a little bit i scroll down a little bit more uh justin rose who misses the cuts here 50 to one answer's been playing well it's 50 to one i I made a bet already on patrick reed at 55 because this book had an outlier number. I see a couple 55s. I see a 45. I think Reed's going to be around 50 or 45. I took a bet on Patrick Reed. So he was my fourth bet so far. If we want to look at how Patrick Reed played this past week. It was kind of all over the place. Like the thing that you're normally going to see, like I, I said it last week on the show. I said it on the DraftKings show, when Patrick loses strokes with the putter, you're going to probably expect him to miss the cut or finish dead fucking last. He lost 1.7 strokes with the putter. The most that he's lost since he missed the cut back in January. Every other time that he's lost strokes with the putter since the start of 2020, he's either missed the cut or finished 55. First. He finished 39th here. You want to know why? The tee to Green play was clicking and the around the green play was clicking. 4.4 strokes gain. I don't know if he gains 4.4 strokes around the green again, because that was the second best in this entire field. But if he doesn't gain that many, let's just say he gains like an average two and a half strokes around the green this upcoming week, but then the putter goes from losing a stroke and a half to almost two strokes to gaining maybe a half a stroke. He's gonna have an even better week. He wasn't hot fire anywhere, really. I mean, he was just good around the green, second best there. T to green was strong, 4.2 gain. So this number you're getting on Patrick Reed like if it said 30 or 35 to one, I think it was 33 to one last week. I'd say, okay, that's more sense. 55 to one is nowhere near an okay and fair number. So even if, even if on your books, it's bet down. And if some of these numbers are, it's like 45 to 50 to one on Patrick Reed. I like that as well, because it was encouraging to see his putter not being there and him to do it maybe on some unsustainable around the green play, but I'll bank on a bounce back performance from the putter. He has lost now three out of his last four events, strokes with the putter and back to back events, which is a little bit concerning. So maybe we try and take a little bit away from that on DraftKings side, but at this number 55 to one, I'm okay with it. And now you're really in a range of great numbers. Like this 40, this is major field stuff, right? Tony Finau, 66 to one. Jordan Spieth and Kuchar, 70 to one down here. You keep scrolling. Neiman, 70 to one. Mark Leishman and Sanjay are 70 to one. So right now I have those four bets placed. I'm pretty close. I guess I, I guess I haven't 100% locked up Sunjay at 70 to one because Sanjay's game is a little bit interesting to me right now. It's really hard to read Sanjay. He came in and he's just losing strokes with the putter. He came in on Sunday. I thought I was going to expect a bounce back performance and it didn't happen. He ended up losing three strokes with the putter, which is now three out of four contests that he's lost at least a stroke with the putter, which is a little bit concerning. And when you pair that now with the fact that he's lost back-to-back events tee to green, he's lost four strokes in a row or four events in a row on approach play. The only thing that's kind of keeping him together is around the green play and is off the tee. So I'm a little bit concerned about Sanjay overall, like on DraftKings, depending on where he's priced, if he's in like the low 8k range, it's going to be hard to ignore. But if he's in the high 8k range or he's picking up ownership, I might have to steer clear of Sanjay here. But the 70 to 1 number, like we were just betting Sanjay at like 25 to 1, literally two weeks ago, three weeks ago, right? We we're betting still at like the 30 to 1 numbers last week. So it's a deep... Keeper field, of course, Sanjay. This restart has hurt nobody more than it's hurt Sanjay. Since returning, he's finished 10th, which is good. He kind of door to 10th, miscut 58, 53rd, and 63rd. So the game's all over the place right now for Sanjay. Overall, losing strokes in three out of his last four contests. He's barely making cuts. He's making cuts on the number at this point. And honestly, like by birding final holes, like you saw uh, two weeks ago. So Sanjay, 70 to one, Leishman, 70 to one. These guys in this range do stand out. Paul Casey's at 75 to one, although there's an 80 to one number out there on him. So I think my fifth bet is going to come from this range of probably Leishman, Sanjay, uh, Paul Casey, one of those types of names. So I will put caution on Gary Woodland's name, although that number does look good at 45 to one, just the way he's playing and the unsustainable putter that we saw last week, the best that we've seen again, since his US Open victory a year ago. Um, So I don't really want to be leveraging on that too much. Again, some other things can bounce back, but his game's a little bit all over the place. Similar things can be said for Sanjay. So I'm a little bit concerned about Sanjay's game. I might actually stay away from that 70 to one number, although the number is really good. If anything, again, one of these bets are going to be coming from the 70 to range, uh, Leishman, Sanjay, and Paul Casey. We've seen Paul Casey, Casey, I believe now once since his return and he looked pretty good. He ended up making the cut. He didn't play as good the week that he returned as Cantley, who also returned that week, but he still finished 32nd. That's the only place we saw him in that week that we saw him. He, he lost 1.6 strokes with the putter, but everything else was good. His around the green play, his approach play was clicking. He gained 5.9 strokes tee to green. So I think Casey's at least interesting in the betting markets. Probably will be more of a DraftKings play for me, uh, but let's look down a little bit more. Now we're into like this bombs range, right? But this bombs range isn't what it was last week. It's actually good players down here. You're looking at Rory Sabatini, who just finished pretty strong bounce back week at 110 to one. Corey Connors is down here, right? The issue is that this is a very loaded field with guys up top. It's a shrunken field too 133 players instead of like the 155 you're normally used to. It's normally 120 here, but it's up to 133 this year. Scotty Scheffler really struggling, similar to Sunjay since their return. Uh, his game's kind of lost a little bit. The one guy that I'll call out that I, lo- I saw pretty quickly and briefly was Kevin Na here. So I'll highlight Kevin Na. We know that Kevin Na has the pedigree to one. He's won twice in the last year count or full year, right? He's 125 to one this might be a bomb that I'm okay getting to. I don't really want to play, bet a lot of huge numbers. I think there's a really strong range between 30 and like 70 to one this week in terms of guys who have a ton of upside. Obviously, above that as well, like the teens, those guys have upside to win. I just don't want to bet their numbers. The reason you're getting such a long number on Kevin Na and probably a good DraftKings price is because of his back. He withdrew last time, which cost me in some of my DraftKings lineups. I had an outright bet on him that week, but you're getting a guy at 125 to one odds that if he was fully healthy, he's probably right in that Mark Leishman range, uh, in that Paul Casey range, in that Sanjay range of like seven, Seventy to one. So I think you're getting good value here. The issue is that he can withdraw after Thursday. He might withdraw before the event starts. And while you're watching this, like after I record, right? So that's always going to be the danger, but you are depending on your risk tolerance, baking in some pretty good upside there. If indeed he stays healthy again, it's 125 to one. He's probably not going to win the event anyways, but we're just looking for good values because if you do this long enough, you're going to eventually hit on one at a good value and it's going to continue to pay off for you. So that's where I'm at right now. Just as I look at this sort of on a first look, have placed those four bets, a 22 to one number. Let me look at my numbers right here, my tickets, a 22 to one number on ROM. 30 to 1 on Tiger. The Tiger bet was like, it's mainly just because of the number. I love betting Tiger, too, so there's a little bit of motion there. But like, if I saw a 16 to 1 number, I'm not betting it. Even if I saw a 20 or 22, I'm not betting it. 30 to 1, though, something that propped up to me. Ricky, 40 to 1. I starred Woodland, although probably not going to bet him. And then Reed, 55 to 1. Those are my four bets. Sanjay, Paul Casey, and Mark Leishman in that 70 to 1 range. All games kind of a little bit over the place. Paul Casey would be like the most stable, so I might end up betting him over the others. And then just looking at it quickly, there are a lot of bombs. Like, there's a lot of guys who are going to look like really good numbers this week. You have Harold Varner at 150 to one. If you keep scrolling down, you're going to find some good numbers like Lanto at 200 to one. Uh, Henrik Norlander who has been playing well at 250 to one. Kevin Knott, 125 to one is the one that stood out to me the most. I don't really want to be betting that range all that much. Maybe I'll take a couple of guys with some lower volume on them in that range. With all that said, I appreciate you tuning in. Hit the like button and the big subscribe button before you go. You can also check out and leave a review on the podcast, $50 chance of winning a pretty good chance too, because only six people did last week. That is the Sal Vetri show. And also I will plug once again, Superdraft, the sponsor of the show. You want to play some fantasy sports, some daily fantasy sports? You want 10 free dollars to do it and 100 deposit match up to 50 dollars. use the promo code sal on super draft their multiplier format it is very good they've been having three and 5k to first contest as of late and a ton of overlay a ton of overlay and some break free contests as well because they're just not filling those contests which is good for you the user so go in there right now and take advantage of that i'll link that up down below if you're interested in DraftKings and a bunch of just projections and all that type of stuff i have my patreon down below i do projections i do more podcasts in depth on ownership my exposures my strategy my rankings of golfers for each tournament uh, you can check that out as well some other sports covered on there. So thanks for tuning in. My name's I Appreciate you stopping by my channel. Hope that you subscribe and return for some more content. If you have any questions, leave a comment down below or reach out to me on Twitter at Salvechie DFS. So thank you everybody. And I'll see you in the next one.